An international security expert says the zero-sum game adopted by some Western countries in their Pacific diplomacy may not be the most effective approach. In the past few months, the Pacific has had a flurry of high-level visits from the United States, New Zealand and most recently China and Australia. Joining me to examine some of the approaches being taken is Mass University Senior Lecturer in Security Studies, Dr. Anna Powles. Istanbul Binakka and welcome back on Pacific Waves, Anna. Let's start with the recent visits by China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi. What are your initial thoughts on his tour? So initial reactions. Uh, firstly, Wang Yi's tour was a, was a whirlwind of, of bilateral agreements. Uh, he signed a series of, of, of agreements across the region with, with uh, the Pacific states uh, that recognized China. Uh, from from 10 agreements in Kiribati to three in Samoa. And then, of course, uh, the proposed and, and pre-drafted uh, common development vision communique, which China had hoped would be adopted by the 10 Pacific states at the meeting between foreign ministers that was held in Suva last week. And as we know, it wasn't adopted. Uh, so this Minister Wang's visit really demonstrated both the depth of relationships that, that, that China has bilaterally, but also the overreach and overconfidence in with respect to its efforts to engage uh, at the multilateral level. But also a really important point here too for me was this demonstrated the astuteness of Pacific statecraft, the, the way in which Pacific states are leveraging geopolitical interests in the region. Just going on that, that wider multilateral sort of communique that Beijing wasn't able to get through, in your view, was that, Oh, in your understanding, was that something that was that uh, uh, that Pacific states were privy to in the lead up to this meeting? And if so, were Australia and New Zealand also privy to to that communique coming up? Well, the media reported, and I believe it was Reuters who reported it initially. Uh, and our understanding from media reporting was that the the drafted communique had been circulated amongst the ten Pacific states with whom China. Were seeking to to adopt it. Uh, however, the Federated States of Micronesia, the president, uh, its its president David Panwillo, wrote a letter to Pacific leaders, including uh, New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern and Australia's then Prime Minister Scott Morrison, raising his concerns and circulating the communique uh, more broadly. And that's how it came into the public domain. Now, the visit um, has come quite close to the change of government in Australia. What are your, your thoughts on the new government's approach and, and in particular the Foreign Minister Penny Wong's front-footing sort of visits to the Pacific? Senator Wong uh, got, she, she flew to Suva very quickly. She gave a, a an excellent address that hit all the right notes uh, in Suva with respect to climate change, with respect to really resetting Australia's relationships with the Pacific um, and with its Pacific partners and neighbours. And, and that has been very strongly welcomed. Uh, and of course, she has also visited uh, Samoa uh, and, and Tonga uh, very quickly. Uh, and certainly, again, the, the language, um, the rhetoric and, uh, around climate change is, is very welcomed. And of course, you know, now everyone will be, will be wanting to see action uh, as well. Uh, but it's the new government certainly has gotten off to a good start and leading with the, the centering of, of an Indigenous foreign policy 
uh, for Australia has been a big part of that as well. And that's something, of course, that we are we are familiar with in, in New Zealand, too. Yeah, uh, speaking of that, in contrasting Australia's approach to New Zealand, um, Nanaya Mahuta has said um, that New Zealand's relationship with the Pacific has deeper roots. She's not concerned with the sort of the intensity which China is is bringing into the region, saying those those relationships are long established by New Zealand. And, and also saying, I think the language was, she would be visiting the Pacific at a more respectful pace, I think, was the sort of... Um, wording of of her approach to visits to the pacific which are upcoming what what's your view uh contrasting those approaches well i think it certainly uh perhaps reflects a more cautious approach by new zealand uh but i also think we need to be mindful of the fact that relationships irrespective of whether there is another actor, uh, another state uh, at play, uh, in this instance, obviously China, uh, all relate, we, we cannot be complacent about our relationships in the Pacific and with the Pacific. And we, New Zealand has been complacent in the past, uh, which of course, you know, sort of reinvigorated and led to the Pacific reset in 2018 uh, under the previous Labour government. Uh, we cannot afford to be complacent now. That doesn't mean that, that Foreign Minister Mahuta should be uh, dashing uh, around the, the capitals of, of the Pacific, but rather we certainly need to have, we need to make sure that the rhetoric matches uh, the depth of relationships that we have. For um, uh, just looking, ending on probably a more a sort of a step back and looking at the approaches here to the Pacific diplomacy from the from the West, we're almost seeing a us and them kind of an approach, and from China, it's kind of here's what we have to offer. Do you think that the the difference in the two approaches is hurting the West in terms of sort of trying to pull on loyalties and allegiances, whereas China doesn't seem to be on the surface at least sort of saying that it has to be us or them? I think we can actually hear it's important to to listen to what Pacific leaders have been saying for years, uh, which alongside uh, the um, the fact that climate change is, is the number one security issue in the Pacific, uh, but also that Pacific states don't want to be, uh, don't want to have to choose uh, between economic development partners uh, they don't want to be drawn into a geopolitical chess game in the Pacific. And, but importantly, they want to also be part of these conversations. And New Zealand, Australia and other uh, Western uh, partners need to be very cognizant of, the, of what Pacific leaders and Pacific states have been saying over the years uh, about the way in which they are prioritizing their security needs. And we need to be very careful about the way that we frame uh, the concerns, um, for instance, with respect to, to China, and mindful of the fact that there are a range of views within the Pacific as well when it comes to, to China. And I certainly think that, that the Chinese Foreign Minister uh, Wang Yi's visit has highlighted the, the range of concerns about uh, about China, frustration around the way in which China has, you know, sought to pursue some of these agreements, and uh, but also a desire to engage and cooperate with China as well on the part of of, of many Pacific countries. Uh, so a zero sum approach to this is simply not going to be effective. 